Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's in Smithtown. Uh, this week I am in an undisclosed location, <laughs> like a former vice president, uh, but I still made sure I found a nice recording space so I could give you guys a, uh, a bit of a mindset for the week and just some food for thought like we do every week. Uh, we are approaching this weekend will be Flex Fights 12. Make sure you guys tune in on Throwdown Sports or get tickets on their uh, on their website, flexfights.com. I'll be there doing commentary as per usual. But nonetheless, into this week's topic of the week. So recently, a really cool quote was brought to my attention that uh, Mrs. Sensei and I were kind of introduced to on uh, a little journey that we've been taking, and I thought it was really powerful and really awesome and uh, definitely spoke to me so since it spoke to me i figured i'd speak it to you and uh, the quote goes like this yesterday's stumbling blocks are tomorrow's stepping stones once again yesterday's stumbling blocks are tomorrow's stepping stones and man did this speak to me because there's not a great success story that we know, like in the world, in pop culture, that doesn't contain a significant amount of failure. See, that's what makes all the success stories that we know uh, so motivating. Because of the failure, because of where they started. For example, you look at anybody you know who's been very, very successful. And there's a great many failures along their way, right? I mean, famously, there's the, uh, the anecdote about Michael Jordan and his sophomore basketball team. Right? When Michael Jordan tried out for his high school basketball team the first time, you would think Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest basketball player that's ever lived, definitely going to make his high school basketball team. Nope, not the first year. Right? He didn't make it. So he went home and he started to practice every single day, an obsessive amount, until he got to the point where he was undeniable. And when the next tryouts came out, he made the team. And he made the team the year after that and continued to make team after team after team until he had Olympic gold medals, until, it, until he had NBA championships and all sorts of records and you know, became the face of the NBA for however many years. But again, that story starts with a stumbling block. It starts with him, you know, taking a chance on something, with him, uh, with him taking a shot in the dark, falling a little short, and not being able to achieve his goal at first. And he took that stumbling block and he made it into a stepping stone. He used that as the motivation that he needed to get himself moving in the right direction. It's wonderful. <laughs> but that's so many stories of success that we know. Right? We think about the, the Colonel, right? Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken. All the people that he tried to sell his recipe to to try to get his restaurant off the ground. You know How many failures he went through before eventually he became you know, the name in chicken. You know, there aren't many people who think chicken restaurants 
and the first one that comes to their mind isn't KFC. There's not a ton. Right? KFC is the name. They are the Kleenex of chicken restaurants. Right? They're the Jello. They're the brand name that everybody knows. But to that end, again, that story starts with failure. But then it becomes success. Right? Think about author J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter. Tried to sell her first version of the first book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. She tried to sell it and get it published. Sent it to dozens of publishers, only to be rejected dozens of times. But not deterred, she stayed with it long enough to get to the point where that thing that she dreamed of became a reality. But that's everybody who is successful. Everybody who is successful moves from failure to failure without any loss of motivation. That's another really, really important idea when it comes to success. Because that's how we become successful. right? Think about the most basic form of success that we know. Think about a little kid who's learning to walk the first couple of times, who's taking their first few steps. If you think about that little kid, they get up, they take their first couple of steps, their step or two, and they fall on their butt. But it's not like they lay there and say, ow, and cry and carry on. No, they get back up and they get right back after it. They get back up, they take a couple more steps, and they stumble yet again. Certainly the case. But look, they take all of those lessons that they learned from wobbling and eventually falling and use that to build the skill that is walking. Now, there's the thing. Failures are also lessons. That's something we can't lose sight of. It's really important that we view failures as lessons and not only as failures because the thing is, when is a failure truly a failure? A failure is a failure in the, in the truest definition of the word when a person stops trying. Now, don't get me wrong, there are certain things that have a deadline where you, know, you don't get a second opportunity. For example, one of these, the fighters on Flex Fights this Saturday, they might have the goal to win the fight or whatever. You know, oh, I want to go out and I want to win the fight in the first round. Well, you only get one first round. You don't get to do that over. So you might, not, you might fail on that goal. Right? But when we're talking about bigger pursuits, when we're talking about any of the things that people set their sights on you know, in, in the big picture, we have to look at a person's ability to get back up when they stumble. Because that's what I'm really talking about, the stumbles in life. The parts that we set our sights for, the things that we try to make happen, that we don't manifest, right? The, the job that you interview for that you didn't get, right? The college that you applied for that you didn't get into, the project at work that didn't go quite according to plan, right? The thing at work that didn't go quite according to plan, the thing at home that didn't go quite according to plan. There's so many things like that where we can set a goal out in front of ourselves and fall short. But the thing about the falling short is it's only as permanent as we allow us to be. Because really when it comes to those stumbles, those small failures, those temporary failures, there's two different ways that we can look at them. And the first 
is with a, from a place of frustration. Because if you think about things from a place of frustration, then all that will happen is when you reach that stumbling block, you'll beat yourself up. You look at all the downside and all the negativity that comes with that little failure. And you'll focus on that down part, on that negative part, because that's the part that your brain is tuned to. You're tuned to the negative frequency, so you'll find only the negative. Then, by the, on the other hand, there's the person who looks at the failure for the lesson that it can be, right? It's something, as a, a martial arts instructor, that I try to do as often as I can. You know, a, as much as we would all love to, there isn't a martial arts instructor alive who signs up a student and then retains that student for forever. Just doesn't happen, right? Or that is, every student for forever. There are some students you have forever. True, right? But it's not as though every student that, you walk in, that walks into your school, you sign up, you enroll them in your school, and they stay a part of your school for forever, and you never, ever lose a student. Of course, you're always going to lose students. And, you know, some of them will be uh, part of the, I can't think of a better word for this, but the, uh, the transient population in your school, the people who are only going to be around for a short while. And occasionally you lose someone, you know, deeper who's part of the, uh, more of the, the anchor, the family of your school, more of that core. You lose people from, from both places despite your best efforts. And it's really easy to get upset, and it's really easy to take those things personally. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm not guilty of taking things personally every now and again. Of course I am. I'm human. But what I try to do whenever I lose somebody is take a step back and answer the all-important question. Why? What chased them out the door? Was it something that I could have controlled? Was it something I couldn't have controlled? Was it something that maybe is a matter of perception or opinion? Right? Was, it a, was it the kind of thing where this was addition by the nature of subtraction? You know, was this person not really a good fit for the school, for our community? And them not continuing their training, yet it cost me them as a student, but maybe it positively affects the fact that I may keep other people because this per negative person isn't around. And... If I were to just get mired in the fact that that person wasn't a student anymore, get lost in that and really get focused on it, what would happen is I would get so annoyed at them, right, at the situation, that I wouldn't learn the lesson. I wouldn't gleam the lesson that came from it. It's like if someone, if two people are sparring and one person keeps landing a particular technique over and over and over again, right? Like... If the person keeps landing their jab to the front of your head and they're not really changing the pattern, they're not doing anything majorly differently, they're just landing this technique well. You can get frustrated and you can get angry at them and why do they keep throwing this technique that they you know, they know they can land it, why do they keep landing it on you? And you can get all upset about it and man, they keep hitting me with that thing. Or you can look at it the more positive way and find the lesson in it. Okay, they're hitting me with their jab, they're hitting me with their front hand. That means my hand on the same side is not in a position to block it. It means I'm probably allowing them a little too close. Let me adjust those things so that way they can't do that to me again. That's, see that's taking the failure 
and turning it into the stepping stone. Because the thing with, with this great expression that I found is, the part that we don't always appreciate is, it doesn't always happen automatically that the stumbling block turns into the stepping stone. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's just the nature of the beast that you stumble and instantly the lesson is right there waiting for you. Right? Like, <laughs> stupid example, right? But uh, when I was a kid, when I was young, I, uh, I asked my parents for a chin-up bar. I wanted a chin-up bar. And um, eventually they, they caved and they got me one. They got me one where it was a little, like two little frames that you put inside the, a, a door frame. So we put it inside the dining room door frame. And my chin-up bar sat off in the corner. And I could take my chin-up bar and drop it down into these two frames. And then I could do my pull-ups or chin-ups on the bar. And I, you know, I would do them. But then I had a bad habit where I would leave it there. And my father uh, at that time was working in uh, public accounting. So especially this time of year, he'd be home very, very late. So he'd come home and the lights would be up, off upstairs and he'd walk into the kitchen and he'd start making his way to the dining room. Clang! Would knock himself right into the chin-up bar. And sure, it was my fault because I didn't take the chin-up bar. But very quickly, my father learned the lesson. He did it once. I got a good scolding the next day. And, you know, for several weeks that was better. But then several weeks later, I left that chin-up bar again. But magically, my father didn't walk into it that time because this time he learned the lesson. He turned the lights on before he walked through the kitchen. So now he could see that, hey, don't run into the chin-up bar. So the next morning I woke up and the chin-up bar was next to me in bed because Dad took it off the, the thing and he put it where my teddy bear would go and I very quickly did not forget to leave my chin-up, did not forget to take my chin-up bar down anymore, right? But again, he, he took that stumbling block, that failure of mine, and very quickly there was a lesson. Very quickly there was a way for him to make sure it didn't happen again. And you can do the same thing in a great many things, a great many things, you know, uh, there are certain things that are just going to, by the nature of the beast, be that way, right? Like, uh, there's a, a, I don't call them a health food brand, but kind of like that, a health food brand that I like, um, called Kodiak Cakes, and they're pancakes that you can make where, when you take, when you, uh, follow their formula the right way, they become 40, 40, 20, um, and they become a 40% protein, 40% carbohydrate, 20% fat meal. So you read the instructions, you put the correct amount of mix and the correct amount of milk and the correct amount of eggs, and now you're going to get out a meal that's 40, 40, 20. But occasionally you're going to uh, mess with things just a little bit and you wind up with a little too much milk and now your pancakes are too thin and too runny and other times you'll put not enough and now they're too thick and dry it takes a little bit of practice you gotta learn from the mistake and try something different to see what the results will be but there's a case right you had to, okay i tried it that way that was too much in terms of the milk i gotta get rid of that more of that milk and put more of the mix in oh i gotta accommodate for this i gotta accommodate for that the lesson came second the same thing happens when you look at, at, at the sport of mar martial arts, right? You watch fighters, they get caught with a certain punch or kick, and it, maybe it knocks them out, or maybe it leads to them uh, losing the fight. 
now they have to step back and look at what, what did my opponent do right and what did I do wrong to create this opening for my opponent, right? There was a guy in the uh, last fight of the night on the last Flex Fights card who got caught with a beautiful straight right hand because he overcommitted on his opponent's feint. His opponent fainted or faked him out a little bit. And as his opponent faked him out, he overcommitted, he overjumped on the block, and his opponent came right over the top of the, the incorrect block and caught him with a beautiful straight right hand that knocked him out. And hopefully this guy's able to look back at this video and say, ah, this was my mistake, this is where I went wrong. And hopefully he can put some things into play to make sure that he adjusts that, that he's not going to have that happen anymore. But you can take this idea and you can take it away from martial arts, right? I mean, you can take it to household projects as well. You can look at a room that you painted before you had a lot of experience painting and look at some of the habits that you had and realize like, oh, okay, the way I put the painter's tape on in that room, okay, there on this seam I can see I did it well, but I can see I made a mistake in the way I put it on over here. Okay, okay, I, you know, the way I, the order I did this in was no good. Now, these are some things that we can learn from and that we can use to make bet ourselves better once the mistake has already been made. But this holds true through everything that we do. Right? Again, you look at something that you've tried in your life, that you tried to put the effort into, that uh, it was a goal in front of you that you fell short of. As soon as that happens, you have an opportunity. You have a lesson that you can learn from it. But so many people are so foolhardy. They look at failure that first way we discussed, where they look only at the down, only at the negative, and they get so mired in that that they're never there for the lesson. It would be like a kid who strikes out in baseball or gets caught in a submission in jiu-jitsu or gets hit with a strike in, ki in kickboxing and never takes the time to, to say, why did that happen to them? But instead focuses on, well, that's, that stunk because I struck out or I got submitted by that move or I got hit by that punch instead of figuring out what they could do to change it so that they won't have that same outcome again. Because that is the beautiful thing about failure is if you have the presence of mind to take a step back, right? to take a couple of deep breaths and take an honest review of what you've done, what'll happen is the lesson for how to get past that failure, it's right there. It's built into that failure, right? Because you failed because a certain thing didn't go right. Well, now all you got to do is make that thing go right. You can learn what the thing that you need to go right is and how it needs to go in order to be right. And magically what will happen is it'll put you in a position to pursue that goal even further, to get to the point where now that failure is leading you closer to success. Don't get mired in the failure. Take the time to learn the lesson. I'm sure this week you'll be pursuing a goal or two, as well you should be. And then while you're pursuing that goal or two, what I want you to do is I want you to get to the point where you stumble, get to the point where you fail, because that only happens when you're, when you're headed in the right direction, when you're actually trying to pursue success. And then when that failure happens, take a small step back, analyze figure out where the mistake happened, 
figure out where the failure started from, and then fix that and pick up from there. You'll be amazed how much farther you can get. And that's not to say you won't fail beyond that. You might, but just apply the same model. Because what are you doing? Yeah, you're stumbling, but you're collecting those stumbling blocks and you're laying out in front of you those stepping stones so that before you know it, all those failures can lead the way to success. So that's all I have for you guys this evening. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us at face on Facebook at facebook.com slash TigerShulmanSmithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Sensei, excuse me, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find out about those flex fights and everything that I mentioned. All the links to all that information is in my link tree, which is on my Instagram profile. You can get a link to everything that I'm involved in. And until next time, my friends, please make sure you guys are subscribed. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you guys leave a rate and review. And of course, share the podcast. But until next week, I'll invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.